time to head over to our colleagues at Deutsche Welle in Germany. Uh, two days from now. Russia's invasion of the Ukraine will enter its third year. Uh, but the reality for Ukraine is stark. Many soldiers are fatigued. The country is running out of ammunition. And uh, Russia appears to be on the front foot. Putin's forces still, of course, holding onto vast areas of Ukraine uh, taken during the early stages of the conflict. Um, and uh, as support fatigue fe- f- sets in, Ukraine wants its allies not to forget them. Joining us to chat about the ongoing war and the diocese situation in Ukraine is uh, DW Africa editor Michael Otti. A very good morning, Michael. Good to have you with us. How has the situation changed within the last year? Uh, Thanks for having me. And compared to last year, Ukraine now faces two major challenges. Militarily, um, as you mentioned earlier, the lines have stagnated. And some analysts would even say that the lines are tilted in favor of Russia, because as many of us already know, Russia has taken a lot of the eastern parts of Ukraine, and its forces are able to maintain it um, as a conflict entered its, its, its third year. Now, politically, uh, the West, and particularly the U.S., um, has struggled to provide the military aid that uh, Ukraine needs to sustain the fight. And it has become quite clear um, since this invasion started that, one, Russia is unable to run over Ukraine as it initially thought. But secondly, Ukraine cannot win this war without the support of the EU and the US. Let's talk, Michael, about how the, the support of Ukraine's partners has changed over the last year. Well, for this specific year, 2024, it's going to be a very, very important year for Ukraine. Um, not just because of what is going to happen uh, between the forces of Russia and Ukraine, but because 64 countries, including the U.S., the biggest uh, supplier of aid to Ukraine, will be going to the polls. Now, the politics in the U.S. has a very big impact on what happens in Ukraine and whether or not aid is delivered to the soldiers who need them. Now, already we are seeing that effect, the effects of politics in the U.S. on the Ukraine. Um, on top of all of that, there's a lot of discussions and, I would say, bickering within the EU bloc um, regarding what to send to Ukraine and how it can be used. And when we talk or we look at what's happening in the U.S., we can already see that um, the, the U.S. Senate is, has been blocking um, aid to Ukraine for some time now. And this has been used by um, former President Donald Trump getting the Republicans uh, not to send some more aid. And uh, President Joe Biden um, has been pushed to the back burner. So all of this has a very, very big effect. But back here within the EU, there's also a lot of discussions And uh, perhaps the biggest drawback has been that the long drawn out discussions um, on what can be sent and how they can be used. A case in point uh, is a long debate in 2022 about the danger of sending um, Germany's Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. Eventually, um, that was sent, but it was sent at the time after a very long drawn out um, discussion and had it been sent earlier could have aided um, Ukraine much better. Now, a year later, Berlin and Washington were again discussing whether to send long-range missiles, including uh, German Taurus cruise missiles uh, to Ukraine. So this has been the pattern. Um, The West, the EU, 
decides to assist Ukraine, but the discussions take so long. And don't forget that the, the fight is happening every day on the front lines. So every minute counts. And the longer these discussions go on, um, the more the soldiers on the Ukrainian front line are pushed back by the Russians. Michael, Russia, of course, is under a number of sanctions, but there seem to be mixed views on whether those sanctions are actually working. Of course, when you impose economic sanctions, uh, they won't work immediately. They will take some time. They have to. Uh, the impact has to be felt. But where where do we stand now, almost three years in? Are those sanctions working? Well, that's also that's a very, very important uh, question. Definitely, the sanction, some analysts would say, has been working. But um, for others, the expected effects have not been felt. Many thought that uh, Russia was going to capitulate um, under the raft of sanctions, but that hasn't happened. And the Russian economy appears to be um, in, in, a, in a war footing as of now. So the entire economy has been geared towards uh, producing armaments for the war effort. And Putin and the Russian economy has proven um, quite uh, surprisingly to be able to weather these sanctions and the storm that the EU has piled on it. And another thing is that Russia has also found ways to circumvent these sanctions. Um, Russian oil, which has been one of it, or which is one of the, the biggest um, income generation ventures for Russia, uh, Russia has found ways to sell its oil despite the price cap and despite sanctions. Um, Russian gas is also fueling um, industries now in China despite the decision of the EU not to buy Russian gas. So these sanctions, some of them have worked. For instance, uh, the EU has been able to freeze over 300 billion uh, euros worth of Russian assets, but that hasn't stopped um, the Russian government, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down the Russian army. Of course, um, what is happening now in Russia, some analysts argue, is that the entire economy has been geared towards this war effort. So other sectors are suffering, but uh, on the front lines, it is definitely helping them to stay in this fight. Michael Otti is the uh, Africa editor for Deutsche Welle in Germany, talking to us uh, about uh, what will be in a couple of days' time uh, the third year of the Russian invasion of Ukraine.